0: Or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Good afternoon, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and the name of the show is Observational Trenches." And you're listening to WBCA 102.9. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9. I'm your host. Well, it's kind of chilly out there today. Like the uh, sun is gone, heat is gone, but you know... uh, It's not snowing, so that's a good thing. Today, Wednesday, I want to speak what's on my mind. I want to speak what's on my mind, some things that have been on my mind for a while I want to share with you. Again, I'm going to put these things out in the atmosphere. You may or may not agree, but put a different perspective on it. And again, let me say again, although I focus in my interest on adults or American-born blacks, I have no issue with no group. I'm not against Caribbean, Africans, Asians, Banished, nobody. My focus is on my group. And the reason being, we now are permanent underclass based on economists, based on what we are. We got no wealth, no wealth at all. And for a group that's been in since 16, 19, with 400 plus years, all right, that there is totally unfathomable. It is totally unbelievable. But we know why. And we also know why if we don't do things differently, all right? make different choices, better choices. We leave no inheritance to our children. There'll be no legacy to our children. So I focused on my group, disparaging no group against no group, because no group have been as loyal to America as American-born blacks. No group has given the most to America as American-born blacks and got nothing. No group has fought every war this country ever had, every war, including the War for Independence, to only be re-enslaved. No group has done, done as much for America as we have. And despite how terribly she treated us, we were still able to rise, maintain our humanity, our dignity, because we loved America more than she loved us. So again, I want to be clear from the outset, I got no issue against no group. I don't want to disparage no group. I'm not against no group. But my focus and my attention is on my group as I identify as American descendant, of slave. That's my lineage. That's my heritage. That's my culture. Although I, I am of African ancestry, I'm not African. Although I've been there, Ghana, South Africa, and Egypt, I'm not African. I am an American. And so I want to focus my conversation on my group, Disparaging No Group. Again, I'm going to speak my mind. Today, just speak my mind with One of the issues that I've been uh, looking at and 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 just shaking my head really. When they first passed the uh, law back in the seventies, you know, made abortion illegal. Again, I was I was indifferent then. I'm indifferent now. I respect your right, like like the woman said, your body, your right. Okay, fine, I got that. But it's like saying that you have no act in preventing pregnancy. It's like saying to both the male and the female, you have no input in preventing this simple act. Because in today, 2023, no one should end up pregnant with any ounce of responsibility, any ounce of being conscious. Because with all the products out here, all right, for men, condom, women, all right, you know, contraception, they got contraception that lasts for 10 years for women. So again, if you practice an ounce of prevention up front, all right, there's no reason for either Male or female become a father or a mother, I right, if you practice anything called prevention. And also one of the thing that really perturbs me in this whole uh, conversation, you know, why are we fighting over abortion beyond me, really, is that it's like saying you got no input in the outcome. It's just magical you got pregnant, as though you're not even involved. You had no say so. And we're not teaching responsibility. Responsibility. as I, And I work with families, you know, for the last two decades. I talked to both young men and women about responsibility. Again, this here act is preventable. No one needs to become a parent before you are ready, before you want to, before you have your skills together, education together, you know, your home together, you know, the things that a kid's going to need, mental maturity, wisdom. Finances. There's no need in America for anybody to become a uh, premature parent. And see, the issue is not about babies, in my humble opinion. It ain't, ain't, about, ain't about baby. You are not ready to become or assume the role of parenthood. Simple as that. You are not ready. And most of these young men and women who, who do become parents, even when they have the child, well, think about this here. You already... For the most part, at least mostly black Americans, right, you're living, right, a very, you know, impoverished life. You're just getting by. You're barely making it. You're home with your mother with your father, if they're both there. Well, you're already struggling. You're already struggling. Why should you compound this year existing by bringing in life that's going to require, right, maturity, wisdom, but also dollars? You're already staying home with your mother. She's staying home with her mother. So if you have been properly nurtured, guided, and, and 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 uh uh socialized, you would know this is not a good act for you. It's not gonna do nothing for you, let alone your family, because now they got to add right another person to the family. And also, you now must infringe upon your parents, right, to babysit, right, for the child, be a caregiver. All right? And now they must now find financial resources to cover that child, all because we don't preach responsibility in this country anymore. Everything is about freedom, 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 freedom. Okay. But again, what role do you play? What role do you play in your own outcome? I, I just find that it's very uh, problematic. I was talking about freedom, all right, and, and when it comes to abortion whatever, parenthood, we're not telling our young folks or even mature people, you got some say-so in this outcome. You have some say-so. And the research that I've seen, although I was talking about, you know, uh, incest and rape, very, 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 very few pregnancies come from those two endeavors. Bad as they are, I'm not, against, I'm not against that, you know, I'm all for that. You want to have abortion, okay, fine. But the bulk of the abortion comes from folks who are just being irresponsible, just being irresponsible. And we aid to that by not stressing the importance of prevention. This you can't prevent. And another thing that I see out here, you know, I do wraparound service, mental health, and folks home for the last two decades. I get to see how folks are faring. I get to see how they are doing. Well, abortion does not increase your quality of life. It does not increase your quality of life. From what I'm seeing, so again, because you did not exercise any kind of precaution, now you add to your own misery index. By now bringing in life, all right? that you got to try to accommodate for, that you, that you was ill-prepared to from the get-go. So, in my humble opinion, from my belief, we are stressing the wrong thing here. Yeah, you, yeah, abortion, you want to have a, if you want to have abortion, go for it. But we're not stressing people that you got some say-so. You're making choices. And the choice that you or the female, neither one of you have protection, right? That's the choice you're making. And then when the child gets here, all you're going to do is compound your already uh, position in life. You're already struggling. Most of you are just getting by anyway. And many of you are living at home with your parent. So I think we need to uh, reframe this here. Okay, abortion aside, that you have some responsibility here. Again, I was indifferent when it came into law in the 70s. In my 20s, I'm indifferent now. You know, I'll be 70 in August, Lord willing, if they let me live that long. I'm, in, I'm in indifferent now because, to me, we're not stressing that this here is preventable. With a little bit of responsibility on the part of the male and the female, no life need to come forth if you exercise Right, and use the tools that are available in America. Just my thought. Again I'm, a, again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of the show, From the Trenches, baby. Observation of observation Trenches. You're listening to WBCA 102.9. WBCA 102.9. There's Wednesday. I'm just speaking what's on my mind. I'm just speaking what's on my mind. You know, just putting a different uh, spin out in the atmosphere. Another thing that really perturbs me, really, really perturbs me, is that we spend? I don't think taxpayers know how much it costs to incarcerate somebody in Massachusetts, and incarcerate somebody, put somebody in prison. A number of years ago, when a uh, Rachel Rod Rollins was running for the DA on one of my telecasts, she said this figure is staggering. It's about four or five years ago. It costs sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars per year in Massachusetts. Lockheed. Sixty grand, sixty grand. Now think about it. If you give a person ten years, right, that's over six hundred thousand dollars for six for ten years. You give him twenty years, right, one point two million, and we're not in, we're not even including inflation now, right? Just what it, what it costs, fifty grand. It's probably now more now because that about three or four years ago she said that. And as I thought about that figure, right, the taxpayer does not know what it costs him or us to incarcerate. Lil' Willie, Will Billy, or Larry, or whomever, right? 60 grand this state here. What do we get in return for that? What do we get in return for that? Nothing. It doesn't return, it does, does it does not return, deter crime. I don't know, I don't know what you're saying, but it does not deter crime. And judges give these these, these long sentences, long sentences, 20, 30, 50 years. You give a guy, right, fifty years. So, that's that's what three million dollars. Three million dollars. million of our money is being just for one person, one person. I find it appalling. I find that problematic, and I don't want to pay it. Even if Larry were to come up with a gun, rob you, that that is traumatic. That is traumatic. I'll give you that. Or carjack you, traumatic. That's true. But you're not going to spend $1 or $2 million keeping me locked up? Come on now, that to me is not a fair trade-off. I'm sorry. Yes, what I did, right, was apprehensible, that's true. You know, traumatic, yes, yes, it is. But if you're going to drop sixty grand a year on me, are you kidding me? And just to give out, just to be giving out time, like passing out candy. Why? It's not their money. And the taxpayer does not know the cost per person that we are paying to lock somebody up. And so most folks say, well, you know, what's the alternative? Well, to start with, what about the question? Why is it in the most wealthiest country in the world, America? No doubt about it. Great country. No doubt about it. Why are so many people messing up? Why are so many of our people, right, turning to crime? Why are so many of our people quick to resort to to violence, to, to 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 resort to carnage and mayhem. Why in the worst country in the world are so many of our people, all right, resorting to anti-social behavior? anti behavior in America. Why? Why? Now that's what we should be asking. Because you I mean, look when you see these crimes right on the news right, smashing grab those poor folks' kids. Come on now. You up there robbing people, you know, uh taking their car. It was the poor folks' kids at a gas station. You robbing a liquor store. Poor folks kid. You know, McDonald. You know, come on now. Why in the richest what most wealth country in the world, many of our young people are resorting to say, aberrant behavior. And most of us don't know how much it costs us to put this person away. And the kick is, right, it doesn't, it doesn't deter anybody. It does not deter anybody. It was really somewhat disgruntled to me when these so-called, you know, white uh, celebrities on TV, you know, talking about crime, 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 they don't even live in the area. They don't live in these so-called high crime areas but they're going to tell you, lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. Well, to me, the people who live there, so you have a lot of say-so into what should happen. Because you on the outside looking in, right, fanning the fire, right? We need more prevention, more prevention, name the people in blue, 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 but you never want to share the wealth with them. You never want to share city contracts, state contracts, where they can hide themselves, where they start to acquire and grow wealth. Always, what a heavy hand of folks in blue uniform and more cages to put them in. It's really ironic the people who are, how, you know, how bad crime is, don't live in the community. They don't live there. And the folks who are there, right, because they are voiceless, they can't voice what they think should be the remedy, what they think should be the solution. Yeah, we have locked them up for the last 50 years since Richard Nixon declared a war. On black males. Since Ronald Reagan declared what? A war on drugs? It's been a war on the poor. Namely, black American males, because why? You made sure, because I'm gonna share the wealth with them as for as what? Contracts, trades, high income position. You made sure of that. And a man by his nature is a provider. He's gonna do it either legally or unlawful. And you made sure that in these ghettos, The only recourse that most of these black men have was unlawful. And it filled up your prisons. And it really altered family relationship. It really did. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Because why? The solution didn't come from us. And we should stop listening to people on the outside of this community how how bad crime is, how bad crime is. They don't live here. All they see is what the news showed them. All they see. And if you knew what it costs to lock me up per year, you'd be appalled. And what you getting back in return? Now think about this here. Here come Larry. Larry just just carjack you. Bad enough. Get no argument for me. Bad enough. Bad experience. Traumatic. No no doubt about it. I had a gun. Okay. So now I'm 21. You give me 50 years. If I live throughout the whole 50 years. I come out now age 71. 71. You done spent, right, 60 grand a year, probably about $3 million. And that's not counting inflation. With $3 million a year, does done cost to lock me up. All right? I come out now 71. Decrepit. No skills. Right? Health may or may not be failing. Health, health may be failing. No place to stay. No way of earning livelihood. So now I go back on the taxpayer's role, collecting Social Security income. And now you got to find me a place to stay because why you and your unwisdom have decided that locking people up is the solution, as though it's going to deter crime. And people, it isn't. It isn't. There are many, 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 many people in the wings waiting to take the person who you just put away He got a whole slew of people waiting to take, to replace him. So again, I think we as a people need to actually accept this question, this simple question. Why in the wealthiest country in the world, so many people in our community and in this country are so quick to turn to violence or to be socially deviant, to be socially deviant. Why? Why? Why are so many of that people in our country, right? So willing to, to self-medicate. Why? Because those are the questions we have. Those kind of conversation. Because one thing is, it's, just, it's, it's, it's clear to me, out in the trenches, locking them up is a failed endeavor. It does nothing for ados, American-born blacks. It does nothing for us at all. Nothing. And so again, it's my belief. It's time for a do-over. Time for a new deal. Cause this ain't working. And we must stop listening to people who don't even live in the area where the crime is occurring. They don't even live there. And police is not the answer, people. I want to tell you that. Not the answer. They come after the offense. They come after the infraction. They don't prevent crime. Please, please, please stop. listening to that nonsense. They come after. After. They have what I call the after police, which is where they go, what they have on, what they look like. We need... Some prevention. We need some some prevention because while locking them up it ain't working. Just my belief. You might have your own uh, you have your own uh, thoughts, but just my belief is a waste of time, waste of money, waste of energy, waste of waste of human capital. It does nothing for us. Nothing. 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 Again, you listen to to WBCA one hundred two point nine FM. Listen to WBCA one hundred two point nine FM. The FM. Name my programs from the trenches, observation from the trenches, observation from the trenches. I speak about what I see out here the last 20 plus years out here in the trenches, providing mental you know, health service the family, wrap around in the folks' homes, to see how folks are faring. And I really focus on my group, American-born blacks or adults, as I identify as American descended slaves, because no group has given the most to this country and gotten back nothing. No group has been as loyal to us, to America, than, than us. No group. And no group has fought in every war and got nothing. And so I focus on my group because while we need to make some changes, we must make some changes. We must make, make some changes about what we're doing, how we're doing it. So my content is that that group disparaging no group against no group. Got no issue against no group. But nobody need, needs a bigger advocate right now than American-born blacks because the group is not faring well. We never did, really, you know. I'm sure not faring well in 2023. As a matter of fact, I read where they say by 2053, economy, comes and to the saying is we gonna have zero wealth, zero wealth. What can you do in a country based in capitalism with no wealth? Nothing. There's no inheritance. You don't, you don't leave nothing. You know, like we got, nothing, like we got left nothing for my parents. That means you are gonna leave nothing to your to, to your children, and this bottom position remains. We gotta do something differently. So I speak to my group about we must make changes, and changes start between the ears, between the ears, that you're gonna think and do differently. You're gonna develop some different habits. Another thing that that also uh, I find uh, problematic is immigration. We was told right that doctors and immigrants right, he he the rap of no fault of their own. There was kids when they came here. Look at that border right now, right? what you see? Thousands of children being brought by their, their parents, right? So the whole so-called rationale gonna hold again. By no fault of their own, they're here. Well, wait a minute now. That ain't on us. This been going for this been going for like 50 years. So now you see firsthand the rationale they use with Obama well, we we need to protect the dreamers because why? By no fault of their own, their parents brought them. With well, the same thing, the same thing is occurring right now. Every day across that border, you see kids with their family. But well, you gonna say the same thing again? Due do to do no fault of their own. Wait a minute. I am not for immigration. Period. I'm not against immigrants. I'm not for immigration because why? It does nothing for ADOs. american born black. It does nothing for us. Nothing does, it does nothing for us. I'm for you're going to help them. I'm all for that. Let's help them in their own country. Let's bring food, supplies, medicine in their own country, country. Country, keep them there. Let's keep them there. I'm not for asylum seekers. All right, refugee, no. Keep keep them where they are. keep them where they are. Keep them where they are, because all they end up doing is further impacting my community. That's all it does. That's all it does. And immigration now, right, is a it's a big enough hustle. It's a big another hustle between these NGOs, nonprofit, these groups who, who who help these people, it is big business. So of course, they don't want it to stop. They don't want to see immigration stop. None of them. Because why? They're getting millions of dollars to serve these people. So again, that don't benefit ADOS, American-born blacks. You know, thank you city does Thank you city does not does not benefit us. Don't help us out. They'll stand for So why should I, who is a citizen, be for something that does not benefit me? Humanitarian, I'm for that. Let's bring the supplies to the country and keep near. And the fact that your country is in disarray, all right, that's really ain't my problem. Why is that, Larry? Think about our elders, Black America. Think about our elders. They didn't run. They did not run. And America treated them like puppy poop, like puppy poop, violence, raping with impunity. Okay, insult, indignation, right, with impunity. It was okay, all right, by government sanction for everybody white to what, just diss us. Our folks stayed in fought. They didn't run. They didn't run to so-called better uh, opportunities. They stayed and fought the spirit of white racism. They fought that. They fought for better laws. Well, the same with these people here. You got you to stand and fight in your country. Get rid of the drugs or this or that. Because if you don't, right, it don't get better. But one thing I kind of really respect about our, our elders, all right, they, those elders, American-born black elders, they did not run. I got number, I got number respect for them, okay, they made America the what it is. So they get all these folks, all these different countries running here. Running from this, running from that. Well, if you don't stand and fight to make things better in your country, it won't get better. Black Americans had to stand here and fight. They had to phase the spirit of white reason. It was downright despicable and deplorable how this treat our people. Be woman or man or children, didn't matter. But they didn't run. So, to all the immigrants out there, legal or otherwise, all right, you got to create the kind of country you want. You got to stand and fight. You got to stand there, fight as my folks did. Our elders did not run, seeking better opportunities. Well, if you don't stand there and do something differently, your country going to always be in disarray. And as an American citizen, for what I'm concerned, we really undermine what King was murdered for, which was for American more black to be treated as full-fledged citizens. He was fighting for citizenship. It mattered. But you know all these folks in here illegally, let them work, go to school, etc. What you're saying is citizenship doesn't matter. What you're saying is citizenship doesn't matter. And anybody and everybody, right, can come in here. Everywhere I've been in the world, everywhere I've been blessed to go in the world, be it to Africa, Caribbean, Europe, no country will allow American more blacks by the millions to try to invade their shores and then be taken care of. No country do that on America. And the reason being why? It benefits the white community. It benefits you. That's the reason why. That's the reason why it allows to go on for all these years. And you can't tell me, again, according to the nineteen sixty census, according to the census, okay, at the time. America was 99.1% black and negro, Negroes and white. 99.1% was whites and Negroes. Fast forward, all right, 50 years later, now there's over 68 million Hispanics here, right, from virtually zero in 1960. That's all illegals. That's all illegal immigration. Why it occurred? It benefits the white community. It benefits them. It benefits them. You can't go from zero percentage, right, at the 1960 census, and now in 20, uh, 2020, right, you're like 25% of the population. Almost 68 million are, are Hispanic. Now, that number, I think, is very low. Because why? Nobody's out, nobody's out there counting these people. Really? To me, just making them up. There might be 80 or 90 million of, of, of them here. But the point being, you went from zero to, the 1960 census. Now you like 25% of the population. That's all illegal immigration. That's all illegal people, kids and adults. You see it firsthand at that border. And the rap gonna be, well, no fault of their own, no fault of their own. Duh, it's not our responsibility to take care of them. It's not our, our, our responsibility to go there and you know clean up their mess in their country. That's their job. Just like Black America has fight here, We we have to fight here. Our elders fought the spirit of white racism. They fought the spirit of violence, lynching, rape, mutilation. They fought that. They had to stand and fight that. They had to stand here, and fight to clean America up, to make it what it is today. Well, they will have to do the same. No one's going to clean. No one's going to clean up their country but them. Nobody's going to clean up up their country but them. So to me, we do them a grave disservice. And you really what? impact black America the no worse that's why most in these ghettos with us most in the hood with us that's not right in my mind me being a citizen we can always dump these people in it with us very few of these folks end up out there in western newton brookline you know these very affluent white communities very few, very few if none end up out there where they always dump it in the hood with us Again, I'm not for immigration. I'm not I'm not against immigrants. So don't come to those come to that so called xenophobic crap. No xenophobic. I'm for my group. Immigration is not good for us. Mass immigration is not in our best interest. We get nothing, we get another deal. And now immigration has declined what I call a multi billion multi billion multi billion, I would be. Billion? People can pay paid big money to take care of these people. So they don't want to see it. This it so-called gravy Train? Why? They're making money off it. They're making money. That's why it benefits the white community. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9. You're going to listen to WBCA 102.9. I'm your host, Larry Larry Bottom. Name shows from the trenches, baby. Observation of the trenches. Observation of the trenches. I speak about what I see. I really speak to my group. ADOS hey, or American-born blacks disparaging no group against no group. But no group needs an advocate more so than us. Our group now is a permanent, permanent underclass based on research and, and like economists. And by 2053, they're saying we're going to be a permanent underclass. Come on now. The group who built this country, the wealthiest, wealthiest, country, wealthiest, wealthiest country in the world, going to be a permanent underclass. If we don't, A, fight for ourselves, and demand a new deal. So I'm going to take a break. Be right back. And again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show, From the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches, baby. Observation. I'll be right back. Uh-oh. Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's starting with the woots. <laughs> <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain, who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at SheCanSTEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify, and how to enroll at FCC.gov slash ACP. Or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. I'm back, Boston. Again, I'm your, your host, Larry Hickenbottom. You listen to WBCA 102.9. Can't listen to WBCA 102.9. Name my program from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. I think about what I see out here. As you know, I'm a licensed clinician out here doing wraparound services, mental health. We go in folks' homes. For the last two decades, I get to see firsthand policies made on high, how they affect folks in the trenches. And no, our folks are not faring well. But then we never did. We never did. And so this hour is when I speak to my group about what we must do differently. Because why? No one's coming to save us. No one's coming to make it, make it better for us. That being the case, we must, A, start to do some things differently. So today is Wednesday and it's speaking my mind. I'm just speaking my mind. Putting a different, different thought out in the atmosphere. You may or may not agree with it, but again, something to think about. So again, I'm not against any group. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm disparaging the group got no no ethnic grind against no no, grind against no group I'm not against Caribbeans Africans Asians folks from India or the Spanish I got no extra grind but my focus on my group is why we have been totally totally taken off the board everybody needs to be met but was, we were not made we was not made whole by the civil rights fight civil rights did not make us whole The simple act of civil rights failed. Borderline Act failed, Prime Action failed. All these orders that King was murdered for, all have failed. In fact, they have been weaponized. Would have been benefited everybody but us. The very group that got, got, got out there and fought for these right, have got nothing, nothing, as as a collective. And now all these folks who come here, right, automatically, right, get benefits, and they got no skin in the game. Something wrong with that. Something wrong with that. Another thing that I, I found very interesting today uh, on my mind, I see from this past election, as voted by the people in the city of Boston, they want to have an elected school board. That's right. For the BPS, they want to have an elected school board. The good mayor, Mayor Wu, I'm sure she's a good lady, you know. She declined. No, 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 you're not. I'm going to keep that power for myself. I'm going to run the school. I want to be held accountable. That sounds like the lack of Menino. How well did that work on Menino? How well did that work? Not at all. And it's not going to work well on the mayoral. Matter of fact, if you had an, an elected school board, it's not going to work. Because BPS need to be done over. We need, we need a do-over. A do-over. Because we have spent God knows how much money. I think right now, but it's like over a billion dollars for the, for the school system. And you got less than fifty thousand students there, all right. And I will wager you you got less than five thousand kids in host in the whole system. Most white folks gone, except for the exam school, Boston Latin. You know, another two uh, exam schools. Most white folks for the, for the most part are gone. As a matter of fact, most of America born black. Most of America born black. Okay, those who have the wherewithal word, word and the means, their kids ain't there. Their kids ain't there. You have a failed system. It's been failing for a long time. And so Mayor Wu just totally disregarded what the people voted for. She want to be be accountable, responsible, you know, got a new superintendent. Every three, four years, they get what? A new superintendent. Every three or four years. And these, I'm sure they're good people. They're highly educated. But you're not fixing this here. You're not going to fix this here. This system here is permanently broken, like a lot of these urban school systems. It's one thing Donald Trump said although it's kind of, you know, ticked off black people, you know. when he said, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Your schools suck, they do, right? You got no wealth, that's true. Your poor; that's true. Your communities, right, most ridden of crime, that's true. All these things he said was true. He's true. We should have said, okay, President, what's your plan for us? What's your plan for black Americans only? What's your plan for us? Well the same thing coming to the school system. We keep hearing the same rhetoric all the time, right? How are you gonna make it better? And I can say the like last 40 years, 50 years, right, the results have been dismal. Every April, May, after the so called MCAT exam or whatever kind what 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 exam you're using, everybody wanna A take cover because they know the results are dismal when it comes to black American children. There's more. There's more. So at some point, you would think the so-called educated black American among us would say, you know something? Hey, you've done your best for the years. You've done your best. Okay? We want to educate our own children because why? We can't do no worse. We can't do no worse. We want to create our own curriculum, our own standards, all right? Our own matrix, all right? And stand by the results. That's why we can't do no work. The one thing that all these urban schools should should be able to do, right, in my humble opinion, is to make sure that when these kids come out, they are at least, what, employable. They are employable, you know? That's right. They are employable. They can got a job doing something. And we should get out this what I call this college kick, this college, college, college kick. Get out that kick. Some kids are prepared. Most are not. If you look at the, the caliber of the homes these kids are coming out of, and the environment, the community, and, the, and their friends, right? They're not being prepped for college. Come on now. Come on now. Let's be real. So, BPS need a do-over. Matter of fact, when I was a young man, one of my chores in my home was to mop the kitchen floor on Saturday. Now, if you had that chore, you know, once that water got dirty, right? Once that water got dirty, right? No matter how much clean water you put in there, it's going to be, it's going to be dirty. But likewise, with the school system, no matter how much technology you use, training you use, right, money you use, because it's already, right, contaminated, it doesn't get better. So at some point, you got to say, we got to do it over. Given the caliber of the home these kids are living in, right, Given the community they come out of and even their peer set, right, we need to make sure there's nothing else. We're going to revamp our education, right, to suit the caliber of the kids that we're dealing with. There are a few kids in these ghettos, right? They are they are college material. They are they are college material. But the vast majority, I can take from experience, they're not college material. That's why many got to go to RCC or Bunker Hill for what? Remedial education. It's like being back in high school. Why? It was not paired to be student. It was not paired to be there. So the least we can be honest with ourselves and say, you know something? It's time to revamp our whole school system. Given the caliber of the homes these, these kids come out of, and the community they live in, and where these kids are at. Where are they are at? And I would have what I call a total apprentice apprentice program starting in seventh grade where kids can start to choose, right, different occupation. It might be with Edison, you know, it might be with Verizon, it might be in uh, medicine, it might be with the T, it might be with construction, it might be with IT. Whatever they want to do, I put them in an opportunity where they could be nurtured and mentored by folks in those fields and give them a stipend, you know, give them a stipend. But also, I'm preparing these kids, right, to be employable, employable whereby when they come out at 12th grade, right, they know they have a field to go to, a field to go to. Most of these kids in these urban schools come out if they stay, and they're not employable. They're not. And so that leads to what? Social deviancy, crime, et cetera, teen pregnancy, you name it. So I believe, Mayor Wu, it's time for you and the whole crew to be honest with yourself and just say, we can't fix it. We can't fix it. Despite all our effort, before you, you folks have good intention. But sometimes you gotta admit, right, you can't fix something. And I'm in the trenches, I know you can't fix it. I already know you can't fix it. So, to uh, take on responsibility, may you gonna be responsible for the system? Well, like Mayor, like me and Menino, well, come April, your M your MCAST exam is gonna be dismal. Black American kids are not gonna do. I'm not gonna do well. I can, t- I can tell you right now. I'm in the home with them. I'm in the home with them right now. They're not gonna fare well. And you might say, "Well, pandemic." No, even before the pandemic, people they weren't doing well. Even before the pandemic. That's why I say, at some point, you must be honest with yourself and admit what you can and cannot do. You can't fix it. You cannot fix this thing here, and it's time for a do-over. A do-over. BPS need a do-over and need to be constructed where, given the caliber of the homes these kids are coming out of, all right, and the community coming out of, right, what kind of community, what kind of curriculum should I be giving these kids to prepare them, right, by what they are at least employable, they are at least able to go out there, right, and be employable. If nothing else, it would do them a great benefit. It would also do the community a great benefit. Cause right now, they ain't getting none of the deal. We ain't getting out of the deal. We paying for something that don't work. At some point you gotta admit when it just don't work. If it just don't work, it just don't work. And BPS don't work. Well you got a elect- elected uh, uh 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 field there, elected school committee, or the mayor, you ain't fixing this here. That I can tell you right now. Because why? It all starts in the house, baby. Everything starts in the home. Everything starts in the home. If you don't get it, if you don't get the home on track, well, you know a school system reflects what the home sends it. A school system, like like a community, reflects what the home sends it. And live our homes are out of order. As a matter of fact, those who are parents, right, we're in the system. So they came out jaded. They came out ill-prepared. So again, you can't be something that you're not. So they can't be good role models of education. So until you face the fact that if you don't get these homes in order, that's why they are the most important ingredient is the home. If they don't function, your school system don't function. Your community don't function. And it's evident to me that people don't want to acknowledge they have no idea how to deal with the home issue. So, whether the mayor in charge, or you got you got an elected official, you ain't fixing, you ain't fixing this here. You know, I might be wrong, but I damn sure doubt it. This you ain't fixing. But again, we shall see. It's it's uh, April now. They'll be they'll be, they'll be taking over the, the MCAS pretty soon. We'll see come May. And if any if any indication is true. It's gonna be, my Lord, you see you see the results? And it's gonna be dismal again, dismal again. Just my belief, what I'm seeing. It's time for a do-over. Like when I, like when I, when I had to wash the uh, kitchen floor, I had to take that dirty water and dump it out, rinse that bucket out, and put some fresh clean water in there to do that floor. And BPS requires the same thing. It's time for a revamp system Given the caliber of the home these kids are coming out of, them, the environment they live in, you know what do these kids need to be vibrant, to be be productive in this city. Yes, some will be ready for college, but most will not. It is what it is. Again, I'm your I'm your host Larry Bottom. You're listening to WBCA one hundred two point nine. Again, you're listening to WBCA one hundred two point nine. Name of the show: From the Trenches, baby. Officer of basement trenches, officer of basement trenches. People, what I see out here over the last two decades in my home. And although my messages to my community, 80s or American-born blacks, I disparage no group. I'm not against no group, no no extra grime. I focus on my group because my group is totally, totally a bottom cast now. For the most part, most of our folks are on the bottom. And it comes kind of to the same. by 2053, we're going to be wealthless. But for most of our people, they're already there. For a good chunk of American-born blacks, they are already there. They are worthless. As a matter of fact, the city of Boston, if they was not on Section 8, many would be homeless. Be homeless. They couldn't stay here. i seen and read a, a, a lot recently where a one bedroom went for two, two, two grand. Three, uh, uh, two bedroom, almost three grand. Come on now. You know darn well, with the median salary for black Americans in city, like 30 grand, 32000 somewhere around there they can't afford to be here. So it wasn't out for Section 8, they wouldn't be here. So from our group, right, my group, most of them are already wealthless, which means there'd be no inheritance if we don't start to demand and fight for a new deal, a new deal. But while we are fighting for a new deal, neighbor, you must, you must upgrade your skills. You must acquire high-income skills. And I don't mean going to college. There are many, many, many vocational and technical skills it would pay you one, two, or three, six figures if you if you possess those skill set, and that's why I say it's imperative we start to give our kids a different message. But also, it's imperative for you parents. You know, there's no need to be on the bottom all your life. There's nothing down there. And now with all this massive illegal illegal immigration, they don't need you at all. You are no longer needed for your labor. You obsolete. So if you don't have right, what I call you know, critical skills, I needed skills. Cheap labor, they don't need you. America does not need Black Americans for cheap labor no more. If you don't have essential skills, you are in trouble, and so are your children. So again, it's time for us to understand. We must fight for a new deal that's specified for Black Americans only, and not be intimidated or afraid to say that. Civil rights failed us. It's failed. To move us into affluency would fail for us to progress or be prosperous. It failed. It failed the group. It failed. And now it's been weaponized to benefit everybody but us. And the truth is the truth, it is what it is. And so, again, BPS is a failed, institu- it's a failed institution. It just is. As for anybody who got any kind of wherewithal, his kid or her kids are not in that system, they're not there. And again, you got under 50,000 kids who go there now. Under 50,000. When I came in from Birmingham, over 80 to 100,000 kids in the system, I came in 62. Now, under 50,000. And most of those are immigrants. Immigrants. So I say to you, it's time for us to recognize, right? You're not going to fix this here. You're not going to fix it. And that being the case... You know, it's just lying to ourselves, kidding ourselves, fooling ourselves, it's time for a do-over. Mayor, city council, it's time for a do-over, baby. Ain't working. And if you're a parent and you can't afford to move out of the city, get your kid on Metco, or go to a Catholic school, or private school, whatever you do, make sure your kid can read and comprehend. Learning all stems from comprehension. Whatever you do, make sure your kid can read and comprehend. Without that, he or she is definitely doomed. And make sure, make sure that you put time into your children. You might not can move to a town of your choice where they got a better school system, better environment. Okay, again, speak to what? Lack of wealth, okay? But you just can't use the excuse, I'm a single parent, I'm a single parent. The reason being, they give no refund back for a kid who came in not knowing, he left out not knowing. There's no refund getting back. You get no refund back now. So you become your child's, right, best advocate. So if you do, if you're stuck in BPF, make sure your kid can read and comprehend. It's critical. All learning comes down to what? Reading and comprehension. So make sure you put time in that. You can't use the excuse now, I'm a single parent. I'm tired. Well, you should have thought about it before you had, you should have thought about it before you had them. They're here now. What you gonna do? You have to a step up and make sure that you make sure they can read and comprehend. But the best the best advice, advice I can give you, but also while you're trying to upgrade your skills in the process, whereby you can eventually move where you want to move, move to a better school system, move to a better town. But if you are unfortunate to be stuck in BPS because you can't leave, you know the ghetto can't leave Roxbury or Mattapan, Dorchester, Dor- Dorchester. Dor- Dor- You know, make sure that your kid can read and comprehend. And make sure that you start to create routines and rituals that are education-enforcing. That they become lovers of learning. Lovers of learning. Make sure that. Otherwise, right, don't look good for the home team. I'm your your host, Larry Higginbottom. You've been listening to From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches. You've been listening to WBCA 102, WBCA 102.fm. I'm here every Wednesday, 6 p.m., let your friends know. And again, although my focus on my group, ADOS or so American Born Blacks, I disparage no group. I'm not against any group. My group needs someone to really fight for because we're, we're, we're bottom cast of a group. We're just a bottom cast. We are a bottom cast group as a, as a collective. And so our legitimate grievance has been totally taken off the board, off the board, and so nobody's fighting for us. As a matter of fact, we're not fighting for ourselves. That is the really bad part right there. We're not fighting for ourselves anymore. So again, I'm here every Wednesday to speak in my mind what I see. Here not to insult anybody, degrade anybody, disparage anybody, you know, denigrate anybody. Just hey, I'm speaking to my group that we need to understand. We must change direction because this is not working. And if you don't change the direction of what you're saying, right, you're okay where you are. You're okay with your children and you, right, living on living on the bottom, struggling, just just getting by. You're okay with that. If you're okay with that now, remember now, no one's coming to save you. No one's coming to save you. They didn't come for me. They ain't coming come for you. So again, it's been a pleasure uh, to share my thoughts with you. And again, um, uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, make you think, take action, make your life better. But uh, we need a new deal here. We need a new deal because, why this is not working. So, again, until next Wednesday at 6 p.m., I will see you. Be safe, and we'll talk. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion,